Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. What is going on everybody? My name is Cotter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's For Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Did we do something to piss off Marvel Studios? I don't want to say we pissed in Kevin Feige's cereal. But I know for a fact that I did. So I don't know what you right. were up to last week. But I yes. think that might have did it. I was I was stealing Kevin Feige's cereal. <laughs> so I'm not sure how to feel about this whole situation. Ironically, we leaked the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> after the show. Yeah, that was That's us. You have us to thank for that. So if anyone doesn't know, last week we recorded Movie Mondays. And Sean, you very rightly said, we're recording this on a Sunday. Something might happen tomorrow that might lead us to be behind the times in terms of trailers. There was a big Sony investors meeting that they showed a load of forthcoming projects at. And wouldn't you know it. Mm. But didn't. Okay, first of all, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer leaked. And it was an unfinished Which was even worse. (laughs) Even worse. Much, much worse. And I, God help me, watched a Twitter video of someone... Who filmed their phone playing the trailer? Right, that's, that's how desperate you are. That and it was just... an, it was an unfinished trailer with unfinished VFX. It was a nightmare. And then didn't I go to sleep? And then didn't I wake up? Unfortunately, and then <laughs> that's, that's a millennial attitude right there. <laughs> Unfortunately, didn't I wake up? <laughs> didn't I wake up? And then what do I see? Front page of YouTube. As soon as I, you know open YouTube in the morning to do my daily wellness routine and it's <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home full trailer unfiltered and didn't I only publish the episode not six hours prior so here's the thing we are going to cover probably the biggest no, trailer we're not. of no we're not no, we're <laughs> skip it. let's just skip it right now 
we came to the decision that we're probably just going to have to record it now, or, well, say, it'll be our big story of the week, so we will talk yeah. about it at the end of the show, give it enough time, we can discuss everything to do with that. But, I mean, everyone's probably already talked about this trailer a hundred times, anyone listening to this, you've probably heard 50 million t- uh, theories. So oh, yeah. I think we have is going to be old stories. <laughs> Actually, I have simultaneously an inside scoop wild trailer. Uh, <laughs> fucking throw shit at the wall and see what sticks theory. That's guaranteed. Just stay till the end of the show. I'll definitely yeah. okay. have new information for you lads. And we also have very exciting news because uh, we actually recorded our this month's Lazarus Pit. Mm. And we covered a movie that this... That the new film will be kind of also covering, maybe covering, that's the amazing Spider-Man, which with Andrew Garfield is our Lazarus Pit movie. Um, yes. We, we went back and we watched it. Want to see if it still holds up. Is it still amazing? It's in the name, Sean. It can't lie to us. It's a bold move. It's a bold move, actually, to give yourself an adjective in the title. Uh, it can't say the mediocre Spider-Man. No, but but if we said the 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 marvelous movie Mondays, different story, mm. entirely. <laughs> so that is all yet to come, and that is over on our Patreon. If you want to head on over there, but shall we are starting this week with a red band trailer that I think I don't want to go out my way, but biggest trailer this year, oh, possibly. Um, interesting. Uh, that is the Kingsman trailer. Uh, I was the King's say Man. Paw Patrol. I was going to say Paw Patrol. <laughs> oh, it's Paw Patrol. That's next week. If, if that drops after we publish this episode, I'm going to lose my shit. Oh, I'm going to walk. Paw Patrol. I'm done. <laughs> um, the King's Man Red Band trailer came out during the week, um, and it's it's set to hit the cinemas this Christmas. Directed yep. by Mr. Matthew Vaughn, who of course directed the previous Kingsman movies, and we are big fans of both Matthew Vaughn. And the Kingsman, the first one, definitely. Second one. Yeah. Eh. I, second one, I think, is perfectly serviceable. It's better than most other comic book movies. And so we, we've been seeing trailers for this um, film come out for a while. It's a prequel. So it is set in World War Two times. And is basically the foundation behind the Kingsman. Um, and so we're going to go back... Go back to the olden times where where men were men and 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 Matthew Vaughn was directing fight scenes, but nobody has any extra technology. It's all just kung fu. It's 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 men doing judo chops, and <laughs> but also I feel like they're okay. And this is the thing about this movie that I wanted to get into a bit because some of my favorite things in Kingsman and like old school James Bond movies are the ridiculous gadgets. But this is, as you said, um, a World War One-ish movie. Uh, World War One, World War Two. When was Rasputin about? Uh, oh, I think that might be one. Think it was one. Okay, we're looking at one. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to see a World War One version of spy tech, which I imagine is just a lot of cyanide capsules in a lot of things. Hmm. You know that, like, there's a cane that shoots cyanide into someone's face. Now, here's the thing, though. We also have a sword that's a gun, which piqued my interest, because that's, that's just... That's something you see and you go, that's cool. <laughs> Can you... I don't know if you're as into Assassin's Creed as I used to be. Wasn't there a sword gun in Assassin's Creed? Uh, no, I thought it was like a... I thought you had a blade on your wrist, but the gun yeah. was on the other side. 
That's very true. Yeah, sorry, I'm thinking of Final Fantasy. There's just a strip. No, it can't. Like, if you get a chance, look this up because it's fucking hilarious. It's a sword, but the handle is a revolver. <laughs> yes, that's what I want. I want batshit stuff for yeah. Adam King's Man film. I want them to go all the way. The problem here is that if you go full mad, then the question becomes why wasn't that technology in the other films? Because that's yeah. cool. And why hasn't that, like, affected the world? Um, I thought it was a bold move in this Red Band trailer that you show the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. I think bold strategy, go in hard. Go in hard and early. Just, yeah, God, I can't, I, I can't wait till Kingsman set in the 1960s and we see what happens. <laughs> God, didn't something happen then, lads? <laughs> um, we also have, I mean, we can kind of assume that Rasputin is the bad guy in this movie. Yeah, I um, imagine, this is a weird sentence, but I imagine he's the Samuel L. Jackson tech mogul of this Kingsman movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, do you think we as a society could have predicted 10 years ago that the sentence <laughs> Rasputin will be the technology mogul of this film <laughs> could have been said? I don't know a whole lot. No, look, I, do, I don't know a whole lot about Rasputin. I don't know if he was a tech mogul or not. But I think he was just a dude that basically talked his way into like the upper echelons of politics and warmongering. Well, in this trailer, he has such eloquent lines as he can't make a decision on an empty stomach or... With, no, he has to have a full stomach or empty balls. And then Ray Fine says... Thank God there's food <laughs> at this dinner, <laughs> which I mean, get, got us off to, it got us off to a place that Sets I went, this, this is where we are. Yes, this is, this is the universe that we're in at the minute. Um, I like, I'm not sure in how much the, I, to, to be, okay, I'm going to start that sentence again. I I think this film, based on this one trailer, this um, seems to not be coasting on the success of the Kingsman, the first Kingsman that is set after this. This seems to be its own world, kind of. Like it's this feels like the story that's taking place actually came before the movie we've already seen. If that makes sense, and, and it's going to be very gory. And it's going to be very violent, which Matthew Vaughn is very good at anyway. Um, yeah. And the scene where we keep seeing them outside the barn, where there's a big fight scene, I think that will be the church scene of this film. The Yeah, where like Colin first goes insane in a church in yeah, the first and, and that's Yeah, that's, that's a great scene. So I think they're going to have to have a scene here where the camera doesn't cut. And we just see lots of people being butchered to death repeatedly. Um, and yeah, you've got the... They're just setting up the King's Men. Now, Matthew Vaughn has talked about it, and his words were, it's more serious, but it's not boring, is what his exact wording was. So it's like, it's a serious film, but it's it's not boring. I, I just want to say that straight out. He's not saying it's like going to send us to sleep. Just like, yeah, like it's it's not like 1917, that, that boring film that we all saw. <laughs> Shit. Shit, we said. Let's. <laughs> the, um, the, the, Fucking cast for this is unreal, by the way. Just this film. Like, I just looked it up there, and you have Ray Fiennes, Gemma Artenturn, Reese Iffins, Matthew Good, Tom Hollander, Harris Dickinson, Daniel Bruhl, Jimon Hansu, and Charles Dance. It's, it's not bad. 
It's, it's a pretty bad. good lineup. It, yeah. Look, it's no knives out three. Let's just say that. Yeah. Oh, look, we, we're going to say that straight out. But I mean, it's good for a king's man, I suppose. The um, and this was originally meant to come out about a year or two ago, I think. But because of a global bastard that happened, it's been delayed several times at this point. Yeah, and but uh, look, I think it should come out. It could be a very interesting idea that they're going down. Um, I, I want to see how much it changes it up because it could be very forgetful either. I think this is a film that I'm looking at the trailers, but I still have the love for Kingsman 1. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, ah, oh, we're giving it a pass. Okay, let's just go see it and we'll see if it's good. And if it is good, I'll be like, let's give me more of this. But then I also want more modern Kingsman. So I don't know where they're going to go if this is successful. That's the thing. Would you want more modern Kingsman after seeing the Golden Circle? Uh, no. <laughs> but I want more modern Kingsman after seeing Kingsman. I see. I get you. You want the first movie captured again. See, I think this is a nice balance, because, especially for a Christmas movie. Because I think if you're like... in a, And I'm speaking of a situation like myself, where you, you're like... You know, mid-twenties, you're at home for Christmas with the parents and you want to go out and see a film. This has everything for everyone. It has World War One for the dads. I don't know if, <laughs> if your older relatives will be like, yeah, slice his head off, my, fuck him my, up. I, I think my parents would love this movie. <laughs> but my parents are cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone who says that... Nope, <laughs> not cool. My, I'll, I'll, I'll get my parents to fight you right now, Connor. The, do you ever see those people who are like, I'm going to be cool parents? And then I just think to myself, nobody's a cool parent. No like, one's a cool you, parent. It's impossible to be a cool parent. You shouldn't be a cool parent. Though. No, because if you're a cool parent, then your kids... like You're terrible parents. <laughs> <laughs> you just said your parents are cool. No, no, my, my parents, <laughs> look. Look, no, I didn't say oh, that. He's digging. putting words oh. in my mouth. Look, if oh. you're look, if you're my parents oh. and you're listening to this years after <laughs> my you're death, my that wasn't true. That wasn't. No, he didn't mean that. I didn't say that. It's all if fine. If you're my parents and you're yeah. listening to this, they're not listening also, to this. Can I just say I double checked the parachute. I know mm. it was fine. That was definitely suspect. What happened? <laughs> now, so, good. <laughs> Glad we got that in. So we're moving on, Sean. <laughs> I think that's enough of the King's Man before you get yourself into more trouble. Um, sorry, I'm sorry get... can I... Yeah, can oh. I just say to the listeners, I did have a monster before this. And my God. Did you? <laughs> yeah, oh, can we've you got tell? Monster Sean. Monst- we've got Monster Sean. Please don't start Monster Sean being a, a, a thing. A wild card. A wild card, but I'm glad he's in her deck. Um, <laughs> So, we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean, and I have exciting news that I think you're going to like. I don't think I'm going to like this. Your favourite cinematic universe. Here we go. Wasn't the MCU. And it wasn't the DCEU. You said to me, specifically, your favourite universe was Universal's Monsters Universe, the Dark Universe, Sean. Dark Universe. In many ways, it is my favourite universe. Mm. because Now, we've had such great Phillips in this Dark Universe. We even had a, a logo done up for Tom, Tom <laughs> Cruise's The Mummy. The da- where the Universal logo, and it pans around. And then suddenly, it's the Dark Universe. Sadly, we didn't know it at the time, but that was the peak of the Dark Universe. That was- 
it's the peak of the dark universe and also the last time we would see that logo it turns out <laughs> because the mummy came out and it came and went and nobody wanted to do any more films in yeah, the dark universe it didn't make a billion dollars straight away so they gave up mm. on the whole idea but here's the thing Universal have been putting out feeders. We know that. They did the Invisible Man last year. Um, yeah. That was like last, what, February? January? Something like that. Ma- like, I think that like- was like May of 2020. No, was it? it wasn't. What? No, before that. Look, we can solve this right the fuck now. I'm Hang predicting on. February. I'm um, predicting between February and May. <laughs> Not the Invisible Man 1993. Why the fuck <laughs> would you give me that result? <laughs> Who's looking for that? The Invisible Man, 2020. Budget of $7 million, by the way. Pretty impressive yeah, for the amount of made money. Made a lot of made. money. Made a lot of money. Uh, f- Only mm, shooting one uh, person. F- mm, okay, hang on. When did okay. it come out? Do you remember? Sure, when did the, it come out? I can't say. It's, when did it come out? It's impossible to know, Connor. Uh, when, the, when did it come out? The date has been expunged. I can't. Was it by any chance in February? This might have been February 28, 2020, <laughs> but that's in the United States. It was February 27th in Australia, it turns out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's a random piece of knowledge that I know. How is that in your head? (laughs) I don't know. I remember having a conversation when it came out. Uh, But look, Universal, they came out, brought out that film. They made a lot of money off a very low budget. Yeah. And then the guys at Universal thought, and it's definitely white men in suits sitting around a table, thought, wait a minute, we like money. Why don't we do more of them? Forgetting the mommy. Because... I mean, that was just Ow. a one and done. It went wrong, but nobody remembers it. But it's, it's fine. It's quickly being spun off into the Scorpion King with Roman Reigns, hopefully, as we discussed last <laughs> week. <laughs> so, we've got a Universal's monster movie coming out, Sean, and it's starring Mr. Nicholas Holt. And so. I we're going to say Cage for a second. <laughs> no, Nicholas Holt. They wouldn't be that mad. Still um, pretty good. Tony from Skins. And this is a film about Dracula. As henchman. <laughs> Dracula's henchman? Renfield is getting its own film. What the fuck, lads? Renfield. They, like, they gave fucking Dr. Frankenstein's assistant a film, but it was an animated kids' movie called Igor, I think yeah. we'll all remember. So, look, Renfield. We've all. I mean, Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's been retold many times on screenshot. How do you spice it up? How do you change it around? Well, I don't want to know about Dracula. Tell me about Dracula's henchman, Renfield. He's the real moneymaker. Yeah, so he's... Okay, okay. So, Renfield, inmate at the asylum, and compelled to eat living creatures in the hope of obtaining their life force for himself. That's Renfield's whole deal. So they want. So this is the movie Todd Phillips's Joker, but about a cannibal. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna be good. Think it's about gonna, it. It's gonna be. Uh, that's that's definitely the third movie that you should include in this universe. <laughs> that means it's the mummy, the Invisible Man, and, this. and Renfield. <laughs> They're also doing The Wolfman with Ryan Gosling. Um, and they're also doing Van Helsing with James Wan is on board to produce that. But Renfield is the one that they have announced now. So we've got Renfield, assistant to Dracula, the vampire. 
how how what's the best way? Think about it though. You do the first movie to do the assistant. Yeah. You've got a fucking sequel built in by. All you gotta do is just tweak it just a little bit, and now we're going to actually the one we want to talk about. This is really fucked because, like, usually you'd have the main character and the sidekick. That's the Dracula Renfield dynamic, right? And then the sidekick would be given their own movie to flesh out their story. Yeah, but in this think situation, about what, what happens if the Universal logo is turned upside down and you switch movie making around? Renfield's the new Dracula. It's correct. Like, because start with I, the side character. They start with the like, spin-off. Yeah, fucking yeah. Like, but this like. This would be like starting with Iron Lad and being like, and now, here's Iron Man. <laughs> if you like Robin's new movie, you're going to really like his partner. He's like, pretty big. <laughs> he's pretty impressive. But, like, do you think that... Are they just assuming that everyone knows the Dracula story? Why not start with Dracula? They own this character. <laughs> Why not start with Dracula? Because they already did Dracula and Dracula Untold. That was yeah, like... Five but, years ago. But they didn't tell us about Dracula in that. Yeah, It that's was true. untold. Like, but was Renfield in Dracula untold? Uh, I can't remember. No, Nicholas Holt wasn't in Renfield. Uh, wasn't Renfield in Dracula untold. So did they recast Renfield? Because I'm about to get in. I'm about to start a petition over that. I mean, I don't think he was in that movie at all. Right, so... does Is this Dracula... F- from who played Dracula in Dracula Untold? Oh God! I can only tell you when the Invisible Man came out because of my it, love of the Dark Universe. Of course. Well, look, you'll mm. be forgiven for that, Connor. It was your man who was in the Hobbit, wasn't it? Uh, where is Martin he gone? Freeman. No, the other lad, uh, Luke. Uh, Luke Evans. <laughs> Luke <laughs> Evans. It was Luke Evans playing Dracula in Dracula Untold. No mention of Nicholas Holt anywhere in the first paragraph of this Wikipedia page, which is, means he doesn't exist. But what I'm telling you is, what if we look at Dracula Untold? That didn't work. Nobody liked that. What if we looked at the Dracula property? Change it up. Let's do the side character, and we'll bring him in. And everyone's going like, God, I love Redfield. God, if only there was another character in this universe that was equally as entertaining as this character. I mean... I guess it can tie into Van Helsing a bit more that way. But, so could Dracula. But also, like, there was a fine Van Helsing... I maintain that Van Helsing movie that we already got is fine. So, Also, Nicholas Holt is a big get for this film, because I think this film's going to be bad. (laughs) I'm... uh, Yeah, true. I feel like Nicholas Holt has a habit of getting into films with a lot of promise but end up being fairly middling at the end of things. Like, the he was he, he played Tolkien in the Tolkien movie. He did. The, the story, by the way, for the Redfield film will be done by Robert Kirkman of The Walking Dead Of The fame. Walking Dead, right. Yeah. Interesting. I very much like The Walking Dead comics and the first season of the show. Uh, there's been nine seasons or something though <laughs> well the, and the next one is due to come out Connor <laughs> I but, really like but, the first season but of that nine season show but they got rid of him as the showrunner after the first yeah. season so maybe it'll work so now this is a man who has written zombie show slash comic and is now doing mm. a Dracula f- well it's not Dracula will they have vampires in this um, 
I don't know, because also Paul Feig, if I remember correctly, is doing The Dark Army. Um, and that has its own new take on Dracula. So they're also doing The Invisible Woman, which I think is a sequel to The Invisible Man. With Jessica <laughs> so, Alba, of course. Yes. So they've got all these properties shot. I think we could be living in, we're living in Universal's world. And we just don't even know it yet. Like, the MCU is going along making 3 billion, 2 billion, whatever. Can right? I just say, they're also introducing vampires pretty soon. They are, but they're not going to do it as well as Redfield. They're I can tell you that Marvel now. Marvel zombies coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, but do they own the rights to these publicly traded characters? They don't, Sean. They just don't. <laughs> they don't, Sean. No one does. Oh, <laughs> no wait. one does. <laughs> wait, no. Actually, Universal sometimes does. Yeah, and and they also have the Hulk. So you can have the Hulk technically fight Renfield. Mm. <laughs> Nicholas Holt is dead. You, dead. You, you said mm to that, and then your, your brain processed it. <laughs> I just visually imagine Nicholas Holt getting his head just punched <laughs> repeatedly. My God, that's, that's, that's pretty grim. Have you seen, actually, because here's a weird link now, is because Nicholas Holt was in... What's the name of the movie? It's Romeo and Juliet, but with zombies. Oh, iZombie? Is that what it was called? Is it iZombie? Because uh, he plays... He's a zombie named R, is his name. Because he says R, because he's a zombie. I, I think that was... Oh, no, it might not be iZombie. It might be like no, or something. Uh, warm Bodies, that's it. Warm Bodies. So he was a zombie, and now he's going to be a cannibal. <laughs> He has a he has a thing, and in Mad Max, I mean, I could assume he eats people in that movie too. I think it's nearly confirmed that they do eat people. Isn't that right? Exactly. He just has a thing, and as Beast in X Men, definite cannibal. Definite, definite cannibal. And as yeah. Tony in Skins, definitely a cannibal. I've seen what's four it, episodes of Skins. By the way, what's he eating? Think about what's the title? Skins. Skins. That's what it's about. It's under the layer, but you have to I think really it's more look about at it. Cigarettes, though. Don't think so. I don't no. think so, Sean. I've right. seen one episode, right? <laughs> Which episode? Is it the first one? Um, no, season six, episode ten. Jesus, Jesus. Good God. <laughs> Actually, I have a I have a funny story about that randomly. So okay. I came, I came home to see the parents, right? And mm-hmm. they're watching a show called Bosch on Amazon Prime. My parents um, love Bosch on Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's a detective show or whatever, right? And so they're on episode three of season one. So I walk in and I look at the screen and it clearly says season seven, episode three. Okay. And right. I'm like, you're not that far into the show. And they said... Yeah, we just clicked on it. Everyone's talking about things that we don't know what they're talking about. We're like, they were like, they watched for 27 minutes of, of season seven, episode three. Before saying, oh no, we've seen that already. <laughs> no, before oh, we seeing, haven't seen that. They're only on episode three of season one, Sean. Just like, God, this escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, everyone was talking about a fire. We hadn't seen any fire. <laughs> How far would they have watched without you saying anything? Uh, well, they were 27 minutes into a 42-minute episode, so I could only it's assume they would have finished the season. <laughs> it's been like, God, we know how it ends, but 
what happened in the middle? And his daughter in episode one is like 10, and his daughter in season seven <laughs> is like 21. So how Jesus. they looked at her and went, that's the same girl now. She's the same age. That's ridiculous. The, uh, that's so, just because Amazon have fucked up system with the seasons. Amazon are twisted because sometimes the same show is listed as two different like boxes to click, but it's different seasons of the same show. It's fucked. This is also. Us. I had ter- terrible trouble finding this is us. You you've said this before to me, and I was mm-hmm. like, that's shit. That's shitty. Also, Superstore on Netflix. If anyone is watching that, um, the end of season one ends on like kind. You now it's a fucking sitcom, but it ends on a cliffhanger, and. The next episode was clearly meant to be before that because everything's fine <laughs> in the first episode of season two. Everything is fine. And He's then, dead. <laughs> and then episode two of season two happens and it picks up from the cliffhanger. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened? It's like, I'm glad I wasn't watching that week on week because I would be pissed. <laughs> Okay, so we move. We have to move on from our streaming services, Sean, sorry, to another sorry. thing that I think you're gonna like, and that is Star Wars. Oh, and I have a heavy go, rumor. Either way here, <laughs> I have a heavy rumor that I don't think you're gonna like. Oh, no. So we talked about a little t- a little thing called Star Wars fatigue a few years ago. And that was when we yes. were getting a lot of products and a lot of properties constantly about this, and what was hindering it was. It wasn't universally loved, um, and so I think that makes people not really get as much into it. If you're like, oh, it's all right, move on, okay, next one, oh, it's all right. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. If, 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 if you're getting a lot of stuff that's just fine, eventually you're like, oh, there's definitely something better I could be doing with my time. So then what happened was Star Wars has kind of vanished at the minute. They've been doing The Mandalorian or whatever, but in terms of movies... They're very much like they haven't released anything for a few years. Yeah, last um, movie I think was Rise of Skywalker. Somehow, then, somehow Palpatine is back. Somehow Palpatine survived. But and look, to to their credit, Mandalorian and Bad Batch are both very, very good, uh, and it's good to see. But yeah, you're right. No movies, no feature films, no releases. But we also know that several major announcements have been made regarding multiple films that are in the works currently for yes. Star Wars. Um, and that, for example, Paddy Jenkins was, is down to do one. Taika Waititi is down to do one. I think Ryan Johnson's trilogy is still technically happening. There's the anime, the Star Wars Visions, the anime one that they're doing. Exactly. So you have all of these films that are all there. And so we're like, okay, well, when are they going to bring them out? Well, now the rumour is, Sean, that Lucasfilm is looking to do two Star Wars movies a year. Moving into the future. <laughs> oh, no. oh no, it's not gone well in the past, has it? Oh, it's not gone well in the past. Remember that year we got Rogue One and Solo. By God. Oh, oh By no, God. it's not gone oh, well dear. in the past. <laughs> Is this a reaction to like Marvel doing fucking six projects a year or something? At yeah, this point? I, look, I, I think what could have happened here is that Disney are like, you're our two big cash cows. Why can Marvel do six and you can't do two? What yeah. the fuck's the stuff? What's up with that? 
clearly because Marvel's a superior form of media, Connor. It's the same discussion DC has every day. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was Hero or Zero for a second and I just blacked out. <laughs> also, I think you just did slander to Star Wars fans, which it's fine to piss off me, but you don't want them on your back, Sean. No, I'm, like, I'm mostly a fan of Star Wars, I think. Which is how I always have to qualify you, you, you said to me, I love Star Wars, I just hate Luke. That's what you've said to me before. That's, yeah, yeah. I love Mark Hamill, but... <laughs> <laughs> you said, shit performance, shit guy, I think yeah. you said. Yeah, yeah, shit, give me more, give me more, uh, who, who does everyone hate in Star Wars? Give me more Binks, give me more Jar Jar oh. Binks is what I love said. Love a bit of Jar Jar. Love a bit of Jar Jar myself. No, like, it's... Star Wars is really interesting because it's such a fleshed out universe outside of most of the movies. Like, there's so much just shit that happens and that's really interesting to me. But the movies just try and bottle everything into two and a half hours and they end up hitting none of it. So the fact that we'd be getting... I, like, because you can do great Star Wars prop, like productions. Mandalorian being an excellent example. Like, that's a Western weekly but a Star Wars story. That's really cool to me. But what if... Would bringing out two movies a year, which, I mean, they're very capable of doing. They have billions of dollars. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. But do you think it dilutes it? As, just as a property. I mean, I think Marvel can get away with it because you've got... I mean, Star Wars has loads of characters as well, but Marvel has the ability to do Doctor Strange, but then they also can do Black Widow. And they're in the technically the same universe, or Shang-Chi. Like, they're technically in the same universe, but they're not. Whereas I think mm. Star Wars, you have to hit a certain tone, no matter where you go. I don't know, because, like, I the galaxy's big enough that anything can happen. I think if there was a Star Wars movie that wasn't a world-ending threat, I think that would be... That would be enough different from every other Star Wars movie we've ever gotten... That we would be Yeah, and they don't have to make one shot in one second. Otherwise, the whole world is... Or the whole universe is doomed. Yeah, or you don't need to fucking, you know, have all the power of all the Jedi ever existing behind you to kill an old man in a chair. Like I just think he needs to keep coming back. I think you make every... every Do two movies a year, and every time, somehow he returns. That's the big bad. And Ian McDermott just casts that paycheck. I can't even blame him at this point. <laughs> no, we're not blaming him. I mean, if they ask me to come back for $50 million, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll fucking definitely. do a few days. Uh, but I mean, I love the idea of like, by the fifth movie, two a year for like, so a year, two and a half years in, it's just like, he's back and the hero's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> so we just got rid of him. Jesus. And I've said this before, but you do a Darth Revan movie and Darth Revan is just a, Better Darth Vader. I said it. So, mm. Darth, Va- Darth Revan was a Jedi who fell to the dark side, killed all of his Jedi friends, then turned back and was then the best Jedi ever. Like, could th- also, there's your trilogy. I mean, you could also just do a film or two series a year instead of two movies a year. But that yeah. doesn't make as much money. So they're no. definitely not going to do that. And I feel like with The Mandalorian, they've already channeled any Star Wars fans towards Disney Plus already because of how good that like it's a credit to the show like it's it's it drew people in and it got subscriptions under them 
but you can't just coast off that. So maybe like, even if it was a movie and then a show, and that's what you do every year. Yeah, I mean, that would be... I mean, even one Star Wars movie a year, for some reason, it's, seems like a lot. It sounds like a lot, doesn't it? But we have a Marvel... Like, it coming. we're getting to the point where there's going to be a Marvel movie every quarter. That's just how it's going to work. Yeah, like, every three months, no matter what cinema you go to, is going to have either a Marvel or a DC film. Somewhere. Yeah. So, like, I, I guess what Disney are planning is that you have... A Star Wars, a Marvel, a Star Wars, a Marvel, a Star Wars, a Marvel. Eventually, like, that's how it'll be. <laughs> and, and then we just eventually just lose any original ideas. Let's yeah. just leave it. Just fucking Cannes Film Festival. It's all just, oh, what's Hawkeye up to? Jeremy oh. <laughs> <laughs> Renner's staying there for years. He's, oh, as long as you can. As long as you can. But, like, <laughs> I, I look, I'm not necessarily against the idea of more Star Wars movies, I just, the way this is announced, I don't feel like the aim should be, let's make two movies a year. It should be, let's make the best Star Wars movie we can. I think, let's make, if if you make one good idea, and then you get a second good idea, and you go, fuck, we could actually put both of these out in the same year. And then yeah. someone goes, that's a great idea. Let's put both of them out, one in February, one in November. We'll just cash a load of money. We'll actually know... Yeah, one in February, one in November, but then not another one the next February, because then you're only leaving like a two or three month gap. That's true. That's true. But uh, but like, you you need a Star Wars movie. It's always Christmas with like big Star Wars movies. I think Solo came out around May June kind of time. Not to say that yeah. that's why Solo didn't do amazingly, um, but I, <clears> like they put Rogue One, which was very much a by the numbers kind of Star Wars flick. That came out around Christmas time, and that was fine. I thought that was grand, um, but yeah, like the release schedule has to line up with the big moments. Do you know, like yeah. July is like a summer blockbuster, and Christmas is a celebration kind of a movie. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to move on, Sean, to our next piece of news. Now, this doesn't involve Star Wars. This doesn't involve. Marvel. Well, then I'm not interested. Doesn't involve. Connor. Doesn't involve DC. Sean, this involves. A cool idea. <laughs> sorry, I sorry, don't. please. <laughs> Connor, dial it back a bit. <laughs> Original ideas. What is this, free guy? Shut this up, had, Ryan Reynolds. This had better be Cruella 3 or I will throw you through the wall. Dave Batista. <gasps> Jason Momoa. Say no more. Buddy Cop movie. What? Is officially happening. <laughs> Amazing. Wow, really? Yeah. So it's less than a week since Dave Bautista appeared to put out a hopeful but speculative tweet suggesting that he and Jason Momoa should get together with director David Leach to do a Lethal Weapon type buddy cop movie. Right. (laughs) It's a week later and we have now come to the conclusion that the idea has come to fruition, Sean, because the idea is officially happening that they're going to get Dave Bautista and Jason Momoa together to do a buddy cop film in the realm of, like, lethal weapon. But I don't know if either one of them can be too old for this shit. I think they're both that's, just, don't mess with them. <laughs> that's the thing, because, like, what wouldn't... Isn't there usually a vast difference between the two leads in a buddy cop? Whereas... That, the idea would be you have a little and large, or a crazy insane some sort of differentiation that they don't get along at the start, but then they see their flaws as they balance each other out. 
Yeah, and but then you have Dave Batista, who is a charming strongman, mm. and Jason Momoa, who is charming, slightly taller strongman. Yeah, but I think who there's not I, much in I, I it. Did, definitely, a Dave is like six five, but I think Jason Momoa is like six seven. <laughs> So. I think uh, that's, I think David Batista is wider, so he looks a bit shorter, like proportionally. Yeah. Uh, the um, also the, David Leach did John Wick and Deadpool two as well. Just true. to point that out, this is true. So, but then you have a situation where you're doing a buddy cop movie where both of them are John Wick, <laughs> so you've got two John Wicks just mowing through people. Yeah, or do you do it like like is, is one of them? Like a huge nerd. Like, do you do what they did with King Shark in the Harley Quinn show? Which is you make them, like, the pacifist tech guy when they're a monster. Yeah, you could have one of them. David Tease is the pacifist tech guy, I could say. Yeah, Jason Momoa is like, the dude is like, come on, we need to get out here. Um, yeah. I, it is interesting, though, that this just started as David Tease just doing a tweet to be like, wouldn't it be fun? And I think they're on the set of Dune together so i Dune? mean so i mean they're they probably got along there and they're two very likable people so i can see them on a graham norton couch i can see them on a oh, press yes. tour together i think it could go and, quite well and can i just say i've looked it up they are exactly the same height <laughs> no way isn't yeah, that mad that's ridiculous that's i i fully thought that like Momo is like a few inches taller, but no, say one point nine three meters, both of them. See, Dave Batista is like freaky tall, but you don't know it's because like he's also freaky white. Yeah, you're like no one that tall could be that massive, but like <laughs> fucking is. And I think it's also when he's Drax, he has the high waisted pants, and they make him look a little <laughs> bit shorter because <laughs> they have to put Chris Pratt in like platforms, like yeah, can't have Chris Star-Lord Pratt's on like, like four Apple boxes just to be looking in his eye. <laughs> Yeah, um, so do you, look, I mean, the the big question is, Sean, would you watch a buddy cop movie with these two as the leads? Oh, I definitely would, like, that's, that, 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 that's no question to me. Mm. Um, the question is, like, would this be a, like, is it a good movie? Or is it just, are you close enough, here's two really charismatic leads who will publicise it really well. And do really well on like Twitter and Instagram and Graham Norton and all of the rest. But like, is will it be a good movie at the end of the day? I think Dave Batista doesn't do bad movies. Which is, other than that, like Bob in a football stadium. But I don't even think that was oh, yeah. bad. I think that was just like, I mean, it was probably fine as an action movie. And it was pretty cool. But I think Dave Batista is one of those, he doesn't really sign on for something unless he's like, this is cool. Although this is the one time he's like, wouldn't this be a really weird but cool idea? Let's get the two yeah. of us involved together. Wouldn't this be kind of interesting, I suppose? Like... Yeah, I guess. And I think I think Momoa also has like a level of like no, I'm I know what I'm worth kind of like he knows like he doesn't have to do the B movie I'm a strongman kind of deal. He can get actual acting gigs whenever he wants cuz he's Jason Momoa. Like they're both in as you said they're both in June. There's there's a lot of meat to both of those roles. Um can I, like without spoiling too much about June like they're I'm going not. to be in a scene together because I've seen a still. You've seen a still? Did you see a still, Connor? Mm. They're going to say, but no, but like Jason Momoa's character in Dune 
is it's a meaty character. There's a lot that can be done with that. And the fact that he's Jason Momoa, I think, is just a bonus then on top of that. I think you do a more... A Hobbs and Shaw film. It's going to be mm-hmm. like Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, you just it's going to be, really. But maybe yeah. in a situation where they don't have to constantly be quipping and they're both likeable. <laughs> okay, here's the scale. I've, I've developed this. Here we go. So, do you want this movie to be... On one end of the scale, you have Hobbs and Shaw... Right in the middle, you have Lethal Weapon. And then, right on the end, you have the very start of the other guys. <laughs> I'm always going to pick the very start of the other guys. <laughs> it's the best scene in cinema history. Aim <laughs> for the bushes. I want, this, I want this movie to be four minutes long, and I want them to aim for the bushes and then fall to their death. <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest joke. That makes no it's, sense. Whoever wrote that in a script was just like, "Take the day off. We're yeah, done you've, here. You've peaked." Like, so like we've got yeah. we've got Mark Wahlberg. We've got yeah. Okay, cool. I've written this four minute sketch, and I think it's fucking amazing. That's absolutely what it was. Like it was a sketch, and they just managed to get The Rock and Sam Jackson to do it. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone has seen the other guys, go watch it right now, just for the yeah. start. Just get the... I guarantee you that clip's already on YouTube. Just watch the first four minutes of the other guys. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to have to move on to... We've other news, Sean. We've also got a big trailer. But before we get there, we have a little bit of news about a little character known as Doctor Strange. Um oh, that's a bit now weird. He's going to appear in a bit of uh, the multiverse of madness. He's getting his own film. As opposed yes. to the other trailer he's also involved in. Which seems somewhat of a multiverse of madness myself. What? It's <laughs> that Norman Osborn meme. It's a, it's a very layered joke. I'm sorry. Oh, go, good. Good stuff. Um, and so we've, we have another rumour, Sean, that Doctor Strange 2 leak teases the arrival of the MCU's first X-Men character. Oh. How? What? Really? Okay. Now. I want you to take this with a massive... Think of the biggest grain of salt you've ever seen. Right. This is a theory, or a leak, quotation marks, from somebody with insider information. Okay, so this is straight from the desk of Kevin Feige himself, you say? Straight from Kevin. This is is from a man called Bevan Beige. And Bevan says um, that the reveal is that there's going to be a new superhero team revealed in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And the superhero team in question is the Illuminati. Fuck off. No. Yes. (laughs) No. I, I wanted to bring this to you as our resident Marvel expert, Sean. Why is that definitely a no? Because the Illuminati is the six... Like most, first of all, the most arseholy men in Marvel Comics all get together because they think they're the best people to determine the fate of the world. So you have Iron Man representing humans. Well, he's out. He's fucking dead as shit, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's done. You have also Charles Xavier representing mutants. You have Namor the Submariner representing the Atlanteans. He's not in there yet. You have Black Bolt representing the Inhumans. 
We don't have him either. We don't have him either. Uh, you also have I think Black Panther uh, is also there. King T'Challa representing okay. Wakanda. And there's also a sixth member. Uh, Reed Richards, of course, representing the Fantastic Four. <laughs> he just got himself involved in that team. He's technically also on Earth, but it's fine. <laughs> he just didn't want to be left out is the only no, thing. No, he, no, no one bastard he, Reed Richards. No, no one bastard Reed Richards. But no, he's like he's like he's extra dimensional kind of stuff. It's what he's dealing now, with. The team that will be revealed apparently, according to these sources, will not be that team because right. of course that team is a bit of an all star cast. More, <laughs> yeah, at least one sixth is dead as shit in a scientific <laughs> term. Um, so uh, the team that will comprise of the Illuminati in, in Doctor Strange will be Professor, Professor Charles Xavier, Captain Peggy Carter, Balder the Brave, Monica Rambeau, and Mordo. Um, so right. the main part of all that is that you've got Charles Xavier involved yeah. with the Illuminati in some way or shape or form. So it would be a very, very soft introduction to just have one character. This is Charles Xavier. He's part of this team. And then that's how you introduce them. Right. Okay. I'm, I don't mind that, I suppose. It's kind of a weak sauce Illuminati, I think. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of just like a thrown together one. It's like it's like okay, we need Charles Xavier, and who else can we slot in? Kind of a deal. Um, it kind of helps in setting up a multiverse because it's like, oh, here's these established characters that we already know their deal, but here's them in another universe, and this is how they act, like Mardo and Peggy Carter and that kind of stuff. Baldur um, the Brave is um, an Asgardian. Who is a half brother and close friend to Thor? Yes, so, indeed he is. So uh, we have him involved as well. But we know who Monica Rambeau is, of course, from One Division. Um, it's weird that she's gone from One Division to <laughs> part of the Illuminati. But okay, yeah, it kind like I so, said. Now it does make sense when you consider Scarlet Witch is going to be quite a big part of Multiverse and Madness. Yeah, so there's so she's a character she has the experience expert. with. Yeah, and. She she would meet Monica Rambeau and presumably that other version of Monica Rambeau would have no memory of the events of One Division. So it's again establishing to the audience, no, these are different versions of these characters. So, I mean, what would you think of this idea of them bringing the Illuminati in? Do you think there's already so much shit happening to just maybe leave it and yeah. introduce the X-Men in another way? That's the thing, because I think, like... There's already so much going on in Far From or fucking No Way Home and this that, like, do you really need to delve into the concept of the Illuminati right now? I think the Illuminati as a concept, right, like, as a team, I think would work better if you saw it assembled over the course of some movies. Like, I, I think that's more satisfying because it's like, here's the arrogance of these people that we've seen in their own movies and now they think they can control everything. Like, yeah. rather than, here's six people who rule everything. Like, it just it doesn't have the same and also, impact. Also, Tony Stark would have 100% already set up the Illuminati if we're going off MCU Tony Stark. Without question. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, like he, he probably was already setting it up 
right before, right up until the point when he snapped. Right, uh, yeah. Um, so I mean, I just I did. I wanted to bring this in because that's the rumor that's going around. But of course, it could be nonsense because I mean, Doctor Strange has a multiverse of madness currently going on. It does not need probably another team. If they had the balls to also introduce the Illuminati, I mean, fair fucks to even, <laughs> even tackle that. But also, I don't think you need it. No, I don't, I, I don't think you need it. I think it's... It, but it's also so weirdly specific. It's so weird out of the blue that that's yeah. why I'm bringing it up. Like, it's not like, oh, they're going to introduce, I don't know, Tor. It's like, okay, well, that's just a weird somebody. Someone's like, yeah, Tor's in Doctor Strange. But it's like, they're doing this weird team, the Illuminati, <laughs> from the comic books. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, it's so, out, so left field and so specific that maybe there's a grain of truth to it. Like, I think in a multiverse movie, you'd be mad kind of not to float the idea of mutants. Like, I, uh, And you bring Charles Xavier in as an expert on what the hell is going on. Yeah, yeah, and like, or even like they meet Charles Xavier from another world and they're like, oh, there must be a Charles Xavier in our world. And then they go and find him and then they find Stuart all the Stuart or McAvoy? Uh, hmm. Oh, He shaves his head. That's how, it does, how he does it now. <laughs> um, so, I think we need to, leading on from our Doctor Strange news, so the Illuminati could be evolved, Sean, we've got the yes. big news of the week that we definitely missed, but we are doing it now. And that is, there's a little trailer that has obliterated the global views and social media records of any trailer that has probably ever been released, <laughs> ever. Right. Um, so, it's had a staggering 350 million global views in 24 hours um, more than doubling the Spider-Man Far From Home and also beating the Avengers Endgame trailer that only wow. had 289 million views. Piss easy. So, yeah. it, it, we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, correct? No, Spider-Man No Way Home. The trailer dropped. As you said, it was leaked. Kevin Feige's head exploded. Um, they found out the name of the person that leaked it. Uh, they oh, are definitely oh, fired. Definitely. Those people will never work in Hollywood again. Kevin Feige has like blackballed the shit out of him, I can only assume. Um, but also, if you were another studio, you would definitely not hire them. <laughs> Why would you? But um, So this trailer came out, Sean. Lots to talk about. This is, this is kind this is of big. along the lines of what we expected, but seeing it on screen just hits a little different. Yes. So... I suppose, looking at it, it picks up pretty much immediately from the end of Far From Home. Which You is, even see that scene. Yeah, yeah, where it's revealed that Spider-Man is Peter Parker, and everyone knows about it. Get some lovely chemistry between Tom and Zendaya. It's, I mean, now we know why. Now we, now we know why, God. The rumour mill. <laughs> the rumour mill. So, sometimes it... <laughs> turns out a perfect loaf of bread uh, that's tree from tree by the way we had Toby <laughs> and Kirsten we've got we had Emma and Andrew now we, we got tree from tree it's, a, it's the relationship maker now I don't think it's, those other couples are still together so it's not it doesn't bode well <laughs> no no but, but for a while it's class <laughs> for a while the chemistry's off the charts <laughs> and it, you get we see a, like a fair bit of the fallout from his identity being revealed like he he's can't public go enemy with, number one 
Public Enemy number one. People are looking at him everywhere he goes. Mephisto is there. Uh, and so, uh, Sorry, I just really quickly. Um, yeah. We are not going to claim Mephisto's in this film. But no, although, if we claim it at every property for the foreseeable future, eventually we will look smart. Uh, eventually we'll hit gold on that one. Um, like, So Peter Parker goes to Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange... Or just Stephen, as he calls him now. It's a very funny bit. And it's like, everyone knows my identity. This is terrible. His, his life is ruined. We see him in school. Everyone's taking photos. Yeah. And then we see Ned and, and Aunt May have been arrested. They're in jail at one point. Yeah, like, it, he's properly being interrogated. like to be because, like, and because they think he murdered somebody. They think he murdered Mysterio. And it's a very good point they raise. He's like, no, it's the drones. Oh, the drones you can control with the glasses you were given. That Tony Stark left to you. Yeah. But you're also not Spider-Man at the same time, correct? Yeah, exactly. So he's kind of fucked. He's kind of fucked. He's between a rock and a hard place. And so he's like, if only there was a magic spell that could undo all of this. Um, My favourite bit is when he shows up and he's like, could you help me? And Wong is just like, do not. I'm going on my hollybops. I'm right? going off I'm, to be in Shang-Chi, okay? I, 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 I'm going off to make a billion dollars at a different property. But when I come back, nothing better be changed, Doctor Strange. I'm telling you now, Stephen, if I come back and there's multiverses, I am going to be fucking pissed. Yeah. And Strange properly has the grey temples as well in this movie, like from the comics. Like he's What's just it all the snow? I I think what happened was the Hulk burst through the roof in Infinity War and then in the five years it was never fixed. (laughs) That's just lazy. That's just laziness. Like, that's ridiculous. It's also a Christmas movie, so... I mean, Stephen, you're you're magic. Just make a new roof. It's fine. And also, like... Far From Home was set six months after Endgame, so... Like. That's just, that's just, I mean, this gives me the impression that he is both lazy and just incompetent. So now we're just giving him the power to just wipe minds. No wonder that's, this went wrong. He's also been a wizard for like four years or something. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, you're no longer a novice, man. Just yeah. fucking sore it out. Get a fucking nail a fucking tarp <laughs> to the roof. Get one plank of wood, get a different plank of wood, one nail, stick them together, stick you're halfway together. there. <laughs> the... Um, and so, and and he does a spell and Peter starts interfering with his spell being like, no, I want MJ to remember me. I want Ned and Aunt May to remember me. Which is a very Peter him. Parker thing to do. To fuck it up at the last minute, correct. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> to have good but, intentions but fuck it up. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, he's, it, the spell is to make everyone forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Um, this is very similar. I don't know how to like logically segue into it. It's very similar to a comic book story called Brand New Day, which okay. is after the events of Civil War, someone tries to assassinate Peter Parker, but with his spider sense, he dodges it, and the bullet flies straight into Aunt May's chest. And so Aunt May is dying in the hospital, and Peter's going around to everyone looking to see, can you help? Reed Richards, can you help me? Uh, Tony Stark, can you help me? Tony Stark doesn't help because he can't. And also Spider-Man betrayed him. And, and Reed Richards doesn't help because he's no bastard Reed Richards. No bastard Reed Richards. Literally, uh, the, the cold comic panel is him laughing. 
for 10 just, minutes. And just like twisting Aunt May's neck, like in the next <laughs> panel. Uh, Can she help me stop the universe? No. So, <laughs> She's got to die. So Spider-Man eventually goes to Mephisto and makes a deal with Mephisto. Oh. No, and I'm not saying Mephisto. I think Strange is taking the role of Mephisto in this new story. Doctor Strange is Mephisto. Confirmed. Confirmed. Uh, and so he's like, I, I just want people to forget. And Mephisto, it, you know, echoing the cries of comic book readers everywhere, wants Peter Parker and Mary Jane's marriage in return for saving Aunt May's life and removing and, everyone's memory of Peter Parker. And Peter Parker at this point is like in his 30s and he's finally happy. MJ yeah. is like a supermodel. It's all going well for him. Everything's good. But the problem is, it was a way for them to write around the fact that 31-year-old Spider-Man is not interesting to teenagers. So they had to reset the timeline, basically. Pretty much, yeah. And so it looks like... like, And I do think by the end of this movie, MJ is going to remember Peter again. I think that's a thing that's going to happen. I think they're going to smash it together into the perfect universe. So Aunt May and MJ still remember. And Ned. And Ned. Actually, I think Ned's going to become the Hobgoblin like he does in the comics. Ah, right. Okay. So he would have to forget? I think so. So I think he's going to do that and he's going to see Spider-Man being a quote-unquote menace and then he's going to snap and become the Hobgoblin in some way. But... See, their relationship is one of the best part of all these movies. It's amazing, and it's so wholesome, so it would be even better when Ned becomes Hobgoblin. Also, Jacob Batlin lost like a shit ton of weight recently. Um, Did he? I think, yeah. I, 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 Good Ned for him. Just be, yeah, it might just be for himself if he wanted to or whatever, but I also think it would fit the, the, the comic book look of the Hobgoblin, which is essentially a scarecrow. Are we, are we saying he's on that Marvel workout scheme? Could be. Could be. Mm. He could be the next uh, Thor. Chris Pratt. Uh, <laughs> either of the two work. Either of the two work. Um, we haven't even gotten to the main meat of this trailer. No, the, the, main, the main meat, by the way. I mean, it's all leading up to like 30 seconds of just reveal, 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 reveal. Um, and in it we see, I mean, we get like a glimpse of Electro, uh, yeah. which is like one frame. We get a glimpse some of Sandman. Some sand... Uh, some sand now maybe get, a lizard i think maybe a lizard there's also a hint of lizard hint um, of lizard. but they had to come out with a big reveal at the end and yeah. it made perfect sense that they would show the the green goblin bomb the pumpkin and, bomb and the laugh the laugh got me oh you've got the laugh they got to change the helmet of the suit but they've got the laugh <laughs> but um but then to finish it off I didn't think of this before, and I feel dumb, but Alfred Molina is mm. the only one of these actors that has given an in-depth interview stating, yes, I'm in that movie, <laughs> I'm definitely in that movie, I'm also coming back for that movie. <laughs> so, yes. It made sense that Kevin Feige looked at all the footage and said, let's reveal the one person everyone knows for sure is definitely in this film because he fucking revealed it himself, the idiot. <laughs> He said it's the worst kept secret in Hollywood and then proceeded to say he was playing the exact same character. Makes sense. It's a real laugh for everyone involved. Um, and look, just to say it as well, we didn't get confirmation of Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire, 
But also there were several leaked photos that showed them all together. Yeah, and I mean, I think the case is you reveal all these, there's a Sinister Six. And you know what's cool is I just like had a nostalgia flashback to us like maybe a year and a half ago. And it was all these rumours like, oh my god, they might be doing like a multiverse, they might be doing yeah. this. And we were like, wouldn't it be mad? And I think you even said to me, oh, my ideal movie is Sinister Six, Tom Holland can fight them all by himself, and then he brings back the other two Spider-Men to help him. And that's exactly what's happening. If I'm right, I will be the happiest man ever. <laughs> it wasn't even that you said this is what's going to happen. You said, which is even more wholesome, I'd really like this to happen. I think it'd yeah. be a nice movie. But they'll never do it, surely. They'll never do it. It's my nerd dream. Uh, but yeah, right at the end, we see Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. He says, hello, Peter. He looks fabulously de-aged. Oh, fabulously. One thing to note as well, and this is something uh, from Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2, uh, the arms have the red lights activated. Now, when the red light... Mode. It's kind of kill mode. It means the arms are in control. Ah, so okay. In the movie, whenever the arms aren't red, that's when I oh, like, properly like went evil. And then sometimes you'd have a crisis of conscience. So what if... Marvel's what if, uh, what if this was a situation that Otto Octavius in those arms is still the corpse that we see at the end of Spider-Man 2. No way. And he's being puppeteered (laughs) by the octopus arms. You think there's a ventriloquism in this film? I think, look, I, I, look, the the, Wait a minute, he's only got five arms, one dubbed up his arse. Here's Oscar the Grouch. But, uh, no, but like those arms are in like the, the, his spinal column and into his brainstem. So it's possible. I think, I and, personally would have been of the opinion that Alfred Molina is the first one to change teams. Mm-hmm. So either he shows up to be like, Peter, there's bad guys coming through. Um, Green Goblin's here. I've seen there's a guy with electric powers. There's a sad man. I think he's the most likely to turn face out of all of the heels. Really? That are there. Because, um, I mean, he ends the film as the... Like, the Green Goblin doesn't end his film as a hero. Of no, guy, he ends up being stabbed to death in the balls. He, he stabs himself to death with his old glider. Um, it doesn't go well for him. But... I think Doc Ock finishes the film as a sort of... He saves the city from his own problem. Mm. Um, and he kind of has a heroic death. So I think he's probably the first to change. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Will they do heel turn Doc Ock? Uh, maybe. Because then you would have... he He'd have to reconcile, perhaps, with Tobey Maguire. Uh, like yeah. Tobey Maguire's oh, Peter Parker. Or he... He's, I mean, he's a scientist. Him and Toby work together to get to there, to follow Green Goblin. That I don't know. Be. Oh, man, what if, like, all of the spider people use their various specialties? Because, like, Peter Parker, like, Toby Maguire is, like, the, 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 the old school, the sciencey scientist. And then Andrew Garfield. He's the old cop. He's the old cop. But, but, but you get what I mean? Like, he's the... He's the chemicals and formulas and all that kind of shit. Whereas Andrew Garfield's is like cobbling shit together from scraps that he found in the dumpster. But he's also a genius. But he's also a genius. But then Tom Holland has had everything handed to him 
but he's also a genius. <laughs> but I do, yeah, I think Tom Holland's main the problem with Tom Holland, not the pro- problem, is that Tony Stark did everything for him. He did a lot. So, now, now, fair yeah. enough, he made his own suit, but it was still with Stark technology in Far yeah. From Home. And, and I think, I think in watching the Amazing Spider-Man, which we did for the Lazarus Pit, I mean, it's just cool watching Spider-Man put a suit together. There's like, oh, this is yeah. interesting. That's my um, favorite. Yeah, some of our favorite stuff is Spider-Man on the ground getting started. And I think. Uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is much more interesting when he's in that homemade suit than he is when... Like, uh, someone had a great tweet that, like, Alfred Molina shows up with um, Green Goblin and they're about to attack, attack Tom Holland and Tom Holland just goes, initiate kill mode and just kills both of them immediately. They're like, what the fuck is kill mode? So, yeah, like... Uh, yeah, like, look, they're different... Different versions, same character, different movies... Different styles of Peter Parker. All of them are totally valid. Um, Peter Parker doesn't have to be broken, miserable all the time. But, like, oh, Sean, th- this movie's going to be... I, just watching the trailer, you get excited. Sean, h- how excited are you about oh, this film excited. right now? I'm very excited for Christmas 2021. Uh, mm. I think this is going to be... This is like endgame level hype for me, I think, at the minute. It's like, yeah. is it, this is something that has never been done before. I also... Um, and I touched on this a bit in the Spider-Man report that we did. I think this is going to be a nice second chance for because I for like Andrew Garfield because like Garfield loves Spider-Man. Yeah, they had that great interview with him, actors on actors. Yeah, and he I don't I can't remember who he was talking to, um, but he was saying like he loves Spider-Man and so he's just like I was really sad about how it ended because it wasn't good but I really liked that character but the studio got involved but he also couldn't be mean so you could tell that he was just like disappointed yeah and he can't say what's fully on his mind but I think this could be a really good like send off for him Um, and and Tobey Maguire is so dead oh yeah 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 yeah. like (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) He's like, making definitely. the big heroic save and fully dead. Yeah, because I imagine in, like, in his world after like Spider-Man 3, I imagine things were mostly just fine towards the end of it. So I guess he just like, he goes out and like he's, th- it, this is his last hurrah kind of a thing. But like maybe Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man has given up and he's mm. so like sad at the end of everything. He's stopped being Spider-Man and this revitalizes him. And he goes on Spider-Man's in his yeah, own like, world. Gwen Stacy doesn't exist. Or, well, I mean, in Andrew Garfield's world, Gwen Stacy, bad things have happened. Yes. And so it makes sense that he gave up. Tobey Maguire is just maybe too old. Like, he's just... He didn't give up. He kind of retired. Like, he just can't do it anymore. I don't... Although, I don't... I don't. I never get the sense that Spider-Man, his body breaks down. Like, I just always think he's just invincible there's, that's there's a really good spider-man story it's called spider-man life story and it's like a one-shot kind of thing but it's spider-man story told chronologically so it's like spans 60 or 70 years from the time he gets bitten to the time he dies and he full-on just gives it up for like 20 or 30 years occasionally there'll be rumors of a man in a red mask save the day but for most of his like older life he's just a retired dad living in the suburbs Right, okay, see, and then you have Tom Holland, like, but, 
I, I just think it's going to be so cool. Like, just the three of them together, you, I, I want them to be written completely differently as well, because they are completely different, just in terms yeah, of yeah. Peter Parker's. Like, I want them to also not get along at certain points, although I don't want the drama to be like, we're not talking for half the movie, no, we better come together at the end. I Yeah, but I think, like, um, I think Tom Holland is going to think that Andrew Garfield is the coolest person in the world. Makes sense, he's got grey hair. He's got great hair, he skateboards, all the rest of it. I think Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is going to be, like, very by the numbers. Very like, no, this is what we need to do, this is how we need to do it. And Tom Has Holland anyone here kissed Gwen Stacy in front of MJ yet? Because I think that's a good plan, guys. I think, what I are think we, we should all do that. Day. Come on. Come on do you <laughs> First you know what does. I'm talking about, Gwen Stacy, just like nudging Andrew Garfield, and he's just like and in tears the tears. whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, did, did you kiss her before she went, huh? Because I did. <laughs> Do you have an MJ? I'll kiss her too. I'll kill all of them. I'll, ki- I'll kill it. I don't give a shit. I'll kill- I've got this black suit still. <laughs> Um, Sean, I think we need to. We could do like another hour on this trailer. We could chat. Um, I think I do think we need to bring this episode to an end because I mean we could go full nerd and just start going theories, but I think we need to wait for another trailer because it's only the first teaser. Yes, yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a teaser trailer. There will yeah. be more to come. Uh, there will would be you more. like me to take us out, Connor? Yes, please. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. As we've said a couple of times throughout the episode, we did do a review recently on The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, so that is available for $5 or more a month. You get access to that, plus all of our back ca- back catalogs of all of the reviews that we've ever done. So do head over, on over to patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast and check that out. There's also a merch store link below. Also, big thanks to all of our individual patrons. So please get vaccinated. Longing, Rusted, 17, Daybreak, Furnace, 9, Benign, Homecoming, 1, Freight Car. And now Connor is in Winter Soldier mode. So thanks for that, Waffles. He'll be useless for the rest of the recordings we have to do. Uh, <laughs> thanks also goes to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe King Shark, do, 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 do. King Shark, do, the... do, do, do. Oh, what? Don't say King Shark. It reminds me of the Starks. Fucking ah. hate the Starks. <laughs> Fucks. <laughs> that was the loosest link I've ever heard. <laughs> King Stark, do 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 do. No, King Stark. <laughs> I killed him. <laughs> Roshin, Shordoshin, Halley, Ryan, Right Time, Evanson, Sean, Heroes Don't Do That, Jameson, Dominic, Josiah, Florida, Gal Green, Anna, Go Ducks, Helmroos, Lil Dicky. We've all heard the joke about what is the Eternals, but what about who, where, why, when, and how are the Eternals, McGrew? To oh, we'll answer to those. Wait, wait until the review. I have wait that all lined up. O'Connor's going to take that one. Perfect. He'll be in charge no, no, of that no, no, particular no. segment. <laughs> Thanks but also to no- Danny McLaughlin. <laughs> Ray, I wonder if the next one will be Spider-Man Home and Away. Luke <laughs> Chris Hemsworth True. would love that, actually. Oh, yeah. They bring back uh, Margot Robbie as well for the crack. Oh, yeah, she and Neighbours. Can't remember. Ah, she was solid Australia, isn't it? And yeah. I can't believe Wanda did this. Thank you, everyone, for the continued support. Really do appreciate it. Head on over there if you want to support the show, but the most important way you can ever help us out is by telling one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. 
And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Long. I have been Sean Neal. And I will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.